Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, beautiful badass. I hope that you are finding your way into that energy, the energy of showing up as badass in this life. Think about it. I want you to look at, have you been existing or have you been living? And living means taking leaps of faith. It means taking risks. Living is not staying in your comfort zone. Living is finding the excitement, the joy, and the love in everything. So many years when I was sick with Lyme disease, eight years to be to be exact, I, you know, I was just existing through many of them. I had fallen into victimhood. Stuff had happened in my life, decisions that I had made had hurt others. And so I started wrapping myself in this little cocoon. This cocoon of Although my life sucked, I knew what to expect. And maybe even if I stayed in this cocoon, I couldn't hurt anyone anymore. When in the long run, I was just hurting myself. I was at a Tony Robbins event recently. He is my mentor. I love him deeply. And he has helped me so much. I went to um, Date with Destiny. It was the most recent event I've attended. and six days. There was so much that came out in that event that not only resonates with me now, who I am now, but I felt like so many of you may need to hear. As we're moving into 2018, the new year, anytime we're moving into a new year, it seems like that's when a lot of people begin uh, creating their, you know, their new visions or their New Year's resolutions when I honestly go through every year, (laughs) each day, each week, each month, how can I become better? How can I do this better? How can I show up bigger or better? How can I reach more people? How can I love myself more? Like I'm doing it every day, but for some reason when the New Year's coming and we're getting ready for that, people get really on board with, I'm going to create the new me. And then so many people within a few weeks or even a few months begin to fall off of that that train, that vision that they have put into their, you know, on their boards or in their books in the forefront of this is who I'm going to move towards. So what if we just shifted into, yes, let's start deciding how we're going to show up in 2018 or what we're going to do different or what we're going to conquer or what leaps of faith we're going to take. And we continue that momentum every single day of our lives. So that life can be exciting. Life can show up with opportunities. Life can show up with more love and joy. One thing Tony said during this last event that's profound, which I, I mean, I have always felt it, but it really just hit home this time. Was that if you are a mentor, a teacher, a leader, 
a healer, a channeler, a medium, someone who's out there helping others and moving forward. That you are the catalyst for change. You are the one that is setting the bar. And sometimes we set our own bar not so high. And he went on to say and and emphasize that your peer group, who you are going to grow with, learn from, expand with, are not the people in your immediate circle. You know, your neighbors, your community, that you need to find that elite group, the group that's really going to push you and push you forward. And I've always felt that, not that, and this is not like some kind of a cast level, <laughs> like back in the day where they had different casts of, of, you know, these people are in this group, and then this group's higher, and this group's higher. That is, that's not what I'm talking about here. We're talking about just growth, spirituality, moving yourself forward spiritu- spiritually, um, growing your soul, your heart, your mission, your business, whatever it is, growing that. So you need to find that group. So important to find the group that is going to feed your soul. Feed your soul, not your ego. So a lot of people get into where, well, these are my followers and my fans, and they're feeding me, my ego. It's you're fi- You want to find the group that's going to feed your soul and help you soar, make you grow. And that is not from ego. So moving forward, as you're getting ready for this new year, new me, I do this all the time. I'm always looking deep into who am I and and recreating myself, allowing the growth, allowing things to change or shift. If you're stuck in victimhood, if things have happened in the past, I'm going to get real here. This is going to be tough love on this um, podcast. Because I refuse. I have people that I coach one-on-one, and I, you know, when we get on a call, it's funny how I'll say, the first thing I say is sometimes, what is it you want to celebrate today? You know, what are you celebrating? Let's hear about your celebrations. And they actually, if they're not expecting it from me, I do that once in a while to just see what what are they going to go towards. And they don't even have anything to say. Like, they stop and they're quiet. Uh, um, because they're all geared up and ready to tell me everything that didn't go right the past week. But they weren't prepared to tell me what they had to celebrate. That's one way I shift them into their fucking new reality is that you have to start finding things to be grateful for. And once you begin that whole system of finding things, you won't have to find them anymore. You'll just, they'll just show up. You don't have to go looking for them. You're going to realize, as I was in this vibration of complaining or seeing what I didn't want or what was happening I didn't like and, you know, this victimhood reality, You were missing all the good shit that was happening around you at all times. So sometimes when we get into that, I mean, and this isn't all my clients, just some, and it's, it's not a fault. It's just, they just need help shifting away from that victimhood state. So one thing Tony said, it was just, you know, he says so many things. He's a genius and I love the way that he puts things into words so eloquently. And one thing he said was, What if this moment right now, you stop renting space 
to whoever, whatever, you know, whoever you feel violated you or hurt you or didn't love you or the experience that happened or the money issue that, you know, you made mistakes about money or whatever. He goes, stop renting space to that person in your brain. Stop renting space for free. And then he went on to say, what if there were no victims, only volunteers? That you're actually volunteering to stay in your story. That's the truth of it all. So we're not victims. We're volunteering to stay stuck. We're volunteering to continue to give our energy away to that person or that event. And it's time to stop. It's time to stop it right now. It's okay to have self-pity. We've all had things happen to us. But having self-pity or feeling sorry for yourself or a victim, it adds absolutely no value to your life. It's another thing he said. It adds no value to your life. Another thing Tony talked about are the demons that we have, the demons that we hold inside. He said, so many people say, but the demons, they're so strong, or I have demons that are keeping me from moving forward. And he said something so profound, and I so get this, like I believe this. He said, the demons are something you make up in your own fucking head. Again, it's that volunteering to stay in that story. And then he went on to say, what if the demons are only you finding something to push against instead of looking inside? What if the demons were really here to help you grow? What if all of the things that have happened to you that you have felt like a victim to or continued the victimhood to, what if all that happened so that you could find the power within yourself? the hero that lies within, the love and light that you were created from? What if all of it has happened so that you could go to that space? I know that's what happened to me. I know all of the things that I've been through, whether it's molestation by neighborhood children, being raped, have a gun held to my head by a boyfriend, I was very jealous, wondering if I was going to die that night. Having a miscarriage by that same gentleman who, thank goodness, you know, that that didn't, that life didn't come to fruition. Terminating a pregnancy and then beating myself up for 20 plus years about it. I had so much happen for me. that has made me who I am today. And I can honestly say that I am grateful for it all. There's so many more things to my story, but I don't have to go into all of them today. I just really want to emphasize, get through to you, that it is time to stop the bullshit stories. So we should 
another thing Tony told us, I have them all written down. Another brilliant thing he said. In life, we should all value a worthy opponent. Whether that opponent is, uh, you know, an asshole, someone who is an asshole to you, treats you like shit. People who want to fuck with you. I've had them myself. I've had people lash out at me on social media for what I do. Even yourself, your own bullshit story can be your, your, a worthy opponent. And Tony said, what if it's just God showing you where you need to grow? Over the years, I've had lots of things show up to, to uh, you know, let me know where I need to grow. The most recent were um, some people lashing out at me and some calling me demons, some calling me selfish, some saying that I'm here to do God's work and how dare I charge for it. And I can say that these most recent attacks, if you want to call them that, didn't even didn't even nudge me out of my high vibration of truth and love and light and knowing that I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. I'm showing up exactly how I'm supposed to be showing up. Um, actually, they helped me realize I wasn't charging enough. So things will show up and it's just to really uh, go within and see what is this teaching me? What is this here to teach me, show me? First of all, I hope you know that anyone that lashes out at you has their own bullshit stories inside. It's just their own pain, their own fear. Once you, once you learn that, that makes you more powerful than ever. And it doesn't mean that I have to go, hey, this is all about you. It's just that I can let it go and it doesn't affect my energy. So as you're moving into the new year, it's time to get real. It's time to go deep. What bullshit stories are you still living in and what is it that you need to get rid of? Is it that you didn't get the love that you needed from your mother or father when you were young? And so now you just go through life with this unworthiness or even push people away. I know for many years, I, I didn't love myself. So I would either find people who I knew on a soul level. Now, this isn't my mind saying, I'm going to start dating this man because there's no way I could ever love him deeply. It was my soul saying, it's not safe. So I'm just going to find another soul who can't love me or can't be who I need. So I would find people who couldn't love me. Or I would find people who um, I, would, I knew that deep down I would not be able to love them. So I would choose these partners. And then I can, uh, you know, fall into victimhood when it didn't work out. Woe is me. When it was all the internal bullshit. It wasn't until I learned how to love myself deeply. And I, that included forgiving myself for many things that I held myself accountable for, that I beat myself up for. It wasn't until I did that deep diving work that I was able to heal from it all. In fact, I, I kind of came to a point in my life a few months back that I just felt so amazing inside and I felt so loved just by myself, by God, by creator, by angels. 
and I felt it and I knew it and I felt so worthy of love and it shifted everything. My relationship was beautiful with Michael because I had done my own healing work. See, that's another thing. We have our own bullshit stories. We're going to blame our partners for not giving us what we need. How can they fix what we have inside of us that's broken? And I'm not even say broken, just hurting. Your partner can't fix that. So stop blaming. <clears throat> so I was cutting up an onion for dinner one evening. And it's when I just really, I was really just in this beautiful space cutting this onion. And I just felt at peace. And I just felt so much joy within my soul. And I wasn't even thinking about anything. And I cut the center of the onion to cut it open in half. And in the very center of the onion, this it was a purple onion, a red onion, whatever you call them. In the inside of this onion was a beautiful lotus flower. I kid you not. It was like a light greenish yellow outline of a lotus flower. And the moment I saw it, I heard, I heard God say, you're ready. It was profound. It did not bring tears to my eyes, which sometimes happen when I connect with God in that deep, loving, it's just a beautiful space that brings tears to my eyes. I just felt an amazing sense of peace. And I knew that I was ready. And what that means for me and what it meant at that point was I was ready to come out in the world in a bigger way. I had to be in the space that I am now to do that because I was getting ready to take this huge, huge step and that I had to have my own shit healed in order to do that. Yeah, I even have, um, I wrote a blog post about the, the onion. I included a picture of the, the onion in the center. If you haven't seen it, it is pretty cool. You can even find it on Facebook on my, I have two Facebook pages. One is my fan page and one is my personal page. But my personal page is open to the public. Um, you know, if, all of you that have listened to my podcast, you know that I live life as an open book. That is what I'm here to show up as. And I would never have it any other way. But on my personal page, if you look at my photos, you'll find the picture of the onion with the lotus flower in the center. Now, the lotus has significant meaning for me in, in many ways. And I see lotus flowers all over. They are part of my new, um, they are part of the logo of the spiritual retreat that I am manifesting, that I am building. The lotus is in the logo. And it's a retreat that I'm manifesting here in the mountains of, of Northeast Pennsylvania. So the lotus flower now shows up everywhere. I have a lotus necklace that is gifted to me. I have a lotus ring that was gifted to me. And again, it's just this beautiful, continuous wink from God saying, keep going. You've made it. So moving into the new year, what is it that you want to call into your life? Is it that beautiful, amazing soulmate? Maybe you haven't met yet, or perhaps it's your spouse or partner that you have now, but you realize that you have been pushing your bullshit stories on them. What if from now on you go into every relationship just loving as much as you can, no matter what? I'm just going to give so much love without expectancy. You just love, 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 and, and stop expecting what you should get back or what you're going to get back. 
Tony Robbins said something else. His, he always says, um, live, with a, live with appreciation instead of expectancy, and your entire life will change. Go through every day and start appreciating everything and everyone. Love them. Don't expect anything. Just love. Because the universe is mirroring us 24-7 at all times. So if you move through life now just giving love and appreciation, do you see how then that begins coming back to you tenfold? Like that's what you will, that's what you will attract. But if you go into the world of what, what you can give to me or what someone can give to me or how they can help me or feed me or that is exactly the people that you're going to attract. Moving forward, what are your, what are you going to call in financially? Wealth wise. And I mean, wealth, you know, wealth is this global term. I always say prosperity in all areas of life. If you just focus on, I'm going to begin, I'm, I'm going to call in a life of complete prosperity, love, joy, health, peace, connection, clarity. That's what I call in in 2018. And then taking those leaps of faith or those jumps or pushing through those doors that you feel like are too scary to open. Or the doors that open for you and you're too scared to jump or walk through them. Taking the steps, doing the work, moving forward. What is it that you can do differently? Or what is it that you need to do differently? Have you been living in fear? Have you been living in doubt? Have you been existing in victimhood? I like to teach my clients to, you know, when something happens that they think was not what they wanted to happen. Just like my car breaking down the day before Thanksgiving on my way to my parents. And I just, I never once went into this woe is me state. I said, well, isn't this interesting? All right, God, show me how this feeds into my highest good, or let's turn this into my highest good. Show me the beauty of this. I want to see the beauty of this. And it turned out, I ended up having to come home. I had to have my car towed home, but I had the most amazing, fun, and loving Thanksgiving than I have had in years, if not ever. I got to go meet new people because we got invited to someone's home. It was beautiful. I felt so blessed. It was like I didn't want to leave that energy. And I didn't have to, but it was just this beautiful space of strangers coming together and loving. And it all happened because my car broke down. So when something happens, ask God, show me the beauty of this. Show me how this helps me. I know this happened for me, God. Now show me. Help me see things differently. It's one of my favorite things when I started saying, help me see things differently. My whole, everything changed for me. So... I started getting sick at um, right before, right when I got at the Tony Robbins event in Florida. It's a six-day event, Date with Destiny. And 
the second day, you know, really started coming on in my head. In fact, I'm recording this afterwards, um, a couple days after coming back. I record these sessions, these podcasts. Um, I record them for the whole month at one sitting. And so I'm actually recording this with the, my cold still here. But the second day I started getting sick and people are like, oh, it's because it's so cold in here because he keeps his rooms very cold. Uh, that's because we go for anywhere from, you know, 15, 17 hours every day. And I'm not kidding. But he keeps us awake. Uh, it keeps us awake. It really helps us. And people are bundled up. It's just funny to watch everyone. But people were saying, well, it's because it's so cold in here. And I said, no, I'm getting ready to purge some major shit. And it has to do with my head, those bullshit stories I get into, and my throat, my voice of holding back or, you know, not going, you know, the fear of going bigger, bigger, bigger out in the world. And so I knew what it was. Other people's, oh, it's a cold, or you caught it from this person sitting by you. I'm like, nope, this is me purging the last residual bullshit stuff. And so I embraced it. And I said, thank you. Thank you for this cleansing. Thank you for this purging. And I realized that there was so much I was still hanging on to for it to be this um, profound. Now, I did not feel bad the whole week. I didn't feel bad. But I coughed a lot and I had congestion, but I did not feel bad. So I was so grateful that I was allowing this purging. And I believe it's because I was blessing it that I didn't feel so bad. <clears throat> so I look at everything now. How is this to help me grow? All right, so here's a, another um, example. So if you have money situation or money issues and you have issues with either money coming in or like it doesn't come in fast enough or big enough or you have money come in and then all of a sudden it disappears. Like, oh, so some big bill just came in and so I had all this money and now it's gone again. I would encourage you to ask God, how is this here to help me grow? Like, how can I grow from this? Because I know that's why this showed up. For me, it was because God was saying, you got to go freaking bigger. Like, you got to, this is slowing down because you, ha you, you know the next step's there. You're supposed to be doing this or offering this, and you're not doing it. And you know it. And I, I get this. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm always making deals with God. You know, okay, well, I'll do it in a little bit. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. That's one of the bullshit stories I got rid of at this Tony Robbins event. You had to list all of your, the values that were holding you back. And one of mine was procrastination. And procrastination is only fear. I'm here to tell you. It's fear of the next step. It's fear of the next thing happening. It's fear of the next door opening. Fear of letting go. It's just fear. So procrastination, though, can cost you so much. It can keep you from that next amazing, fabulous, miraculous, beautiful step. That new opening, that new opportunity, that new person showing up. The next step in your business. The epiphany that, oh, oh my God, I have to go bigger, bigger, bigger. Procrastination would keep you from all of that. I remember when I was writing my book. Um, if you don't know, I have a book out. It's called Stepping into the Light, and it's on Amazon. And it's a book full of stories of my life, stories, things that happened to me, but also um, I wrote it so it could help others open up as well. And people always tell me it's like they're sitting down having coffee with me, 
like I'm just telling them stories, which I love because that's what I wanted it to be. But I was writing my book and I wrote it probably, you know, for a year. I'd sit down and write here and there. And then I started feeling this urge or this nudge or pressure, not pressure in a bad way, but just, you know, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this book done. So I was gifted. I was gifted a year off of life. Someone gifted me um, almost $200,000 to pay off my debt, take a year off of life, travel, get my book done. So I'm here to tell you, people, the shit can happen. You can be gifted things that you never thought possible. And I had put out to the universe, I really, really just, I needed a break. I needed to finish my book. And here's the thing. I didn't need... It wasn't that I necessarily needed a break from like what I was doing and, and my clients and doing readings, but I needed a break from life so that I could really push through my fears and get this fucking book done and get it out there. Because coming out as a medium intuitive, especially since I grew up as a preacher's kid, preacher's daughter, I mean, I was going against everything I'd ever been taught, you know, these bullshit stories. And even though I felt like I'd worked through so many, I obviously still had some because I hadn't gotten my book done yet and I hadn't published it. So I took a year off of life. I paid off my debt. I rented a house in Massachusetts for a couple of months. That's just one of the places I went. But I went and I finished my book. I'll never forget. I'm going to tell you some, some cool things that happened there while I was at that house. I came to a part in the book where I talk about fallen angels and my first encounter with the fallen angel. And um, it's one of the chapters in my book. And I talked about how it, they are so, uh, what we have perceived or been taught that they are here for is absolutely the absolute not truth. They're actually here to help us. Um, and I go into details about that in my book. But <clears throat> I wrote this chapter, and then I was getting ready to go to yoga that evening. I decided I was going to go to yoga. And I was, this was one of the most difficult chapters. Not for, I mean, it was beautiful for me. It was not hard for me to write it or be in the, you know, when it happened. But I felt that I needed clarity as in, am I supposed to really include this in this book? Because this is going against a lot of what religion talks about, which that's okay by me, but this is really going to, this is one of the most controversial parts of this book. That's, that's what my, you know, my quote unquote issue was. So I told God, I really need a clear sign. I need a clear sign, God, if I'm supposed to include this in my book, do I include this chapter about fallen angels and how I was able to help them go back to heaven and that we were taught wasn't true, that they can go back. They are allowed. So I gathered my things for yoga. I put the question out there. I put questions out to the universe all the time, and then I just let it go. I don't like sit there and wait for an answer right then. I just let it go, and I know I'll get my answer whenever it's time. So I started gathering my things for yoga and got in the car and started my car and, and backed out of the driveway and started down the road. And I turned on my radio. I wanted to find some music to listen to because the studio was about 20 minutes from me, 15. And so I'm looking through all the channels because, you know, I've moved to a new area. This is not, I still don't know all the channels up there, where the stations are or what I would like to listen to. So I'm just hitting scan, my scan button on my radio to just go to each 
station. It pauses for a few moments and I can see if I like it and then it goes to the next one. So I'm, uh, you know, scanning and it stops on a gentleman's voice. Now I was looking for music, but I hear this man talking and I don't know why I just hit again when we're guided, we're guided. I hit stop on the scan. So I was just listening to this man now and it, he was a preacher. It turns out he was a, a minister. Um, and he was talking about fallen angels <laughs> and he was talking about how, you know, they're condemned and they can never go back to heaven. And then, then he starts to, and I was just going, Oh my God, you cannot make this shit up. Like I just put this question out, God, and you're already answering it. I mean, you didn't even make me wait and suffer through anything. Like you're telling me now. So this preacher starts talking about how in the, um, I think it was the eighties. I think it was in the mid eighties. No, no, no. Hang on. Not the eighties. It was earlier than it was before I was born. I can't remember the years, but he was talking about this group of people and they were get this preachers, kids. Oh, Baptist ministers, kids who had banded together and they went around and said and claimed that they could help fallen angels cross over back to heaven. Now, let me say, yes, I had to pull my, pick my job off of the floor of my car because number one, I'm a preacher's kid a bap and a Baptist minister's daughter. So then don't you know what went through my head? I wonder if that was me. And like, I wonder if my past lifetime, I was one of those people. So he talked about, and he talked about it, how it was all, you know, against God and not true and all this. But I heard my message that I was on track and that I was supposed to include that message in my book. So I felt such validity and um, just, I just felt wonderful. And I was so grateful that I'd gotten my message and that, you know, him preaching against that didn't even affect me. That doesn't even affect me. So I was grateful I got my message. But where I was going with all of this, these bullshit stories, is when I finally decided, you know, I'm going to publish it. And I found a publisher that me just hitting send when my book was completed, we had everything ready and I just had to hit send and send them the final manuscript. I had anxiety. I had a meltdown. I had an anxiety attack while I was sitting there at my computer getting ready to hit send. So I started sitting there telling myself it was okay and to do it and because I was freaking out. So that was the next big step for me. I hit send. And within just not, not too long at all, I just started feeling more at ease, at peace. You know, and then the story started coming up. Well, what is this person going to think? What are my parents going to think? What is this person going to think? And I just said, oh, my God, like, here I go again. So I had to stop that, you know, all those stories. But each time I went to the next level. So when I recorded my podcast, when I started my podcast, that's really, again, taking your voice out to the next level. I had an anxiety attack and meltdown during. My kickoff interview with Shan Vanderleek. She is the one who set my helped me set my podcast up. She is um, she has a background in, in television and radio, and um, she is my podcast guru. But she, um, I had a meltdown. I told her I had to stop. I couldn't even talk. I was hysterically crying. And she said, "Okay, just just end this right now, and let's get off of the line. And you you go take care of you, and you let me know when you're ready to start again." So I did. I got off the line and I got myself together finally. And I mean, I was literally shaking everywhere. My hands were shaking. I was a mess. I just called on my angels and guides and I, an archangel Michael specifically. 
I said, please help me have enough courage to do this. Please help me get through this interview. So got through the interview, got back with her and finished the interview. And then I was so terrified that I said, Shan, I don't even know what to do. What do I talk about? And she goes, just talk about your book. Like, just start talking about your book. Just go through your book at the first few, you know, just start talking about that. And it's going to begin to get easier for you. So as you all know now, I can get on and talk about anything. It doesn't bother me. And the reason I'm even sharing all of these examples for you is because I want you to know I was fucking scared too. But I knew that if I stayed in my comfort zone, I was just, that was death to me. I was just going to be existing here. I was not going to be living, living to my fullest. Because every time that I blasted through that fear, whatever fear it was, whether it was coming out to the world with my voice or fear of, you know, spending this amount of money on a coach, which is a lot. I've spent lots of money on coaches over the years, and thank God I have because they've gotten me where I am. But every time I blasted through that fear, I have come out such a changed, transformed person on the other side. And each time I do, it makes it easier to blast through that next thing that scares the shit out of me. Because I look back and go, oh, yeah, I did it there. Yep, look, okay, and I did it there. Now, everything didn't always turn out exactly how I thought it was supposed to or how I thought it would, would turn out. But I also realized, looking back, everything turned out exactly how it was supposed to be. So as you get ready for this new year, 2018, what is still holding you back? And sometimes you just have to say, fuck this. And you have to take a leap or a jump, even if you're shaking and trembling inside like I did. Because it's the next thing to, it's the next right thing to do. You're trembling and, and scared and fearful and all this because it's going to help you break free. You get it? It's helping you break free from the old and the old has kept you safe. What you think is safe. And that's why I can feel so profound when you're getting ready to bust away from that. It's an energetic shift. And we've been hanging on to that old stuff so long, it freaks us out that we have to actually let go of that. Or that we're going to move out of that. What we think we know. But I know what to expect here. So I don't want to do this thing. Because I know what to expect. Even though I'm miserable, I'm not happy, I'm just existing. I'm just gliding through life with no much, not much zest and zeal. Um, I'm, I at least know what to expect. Like, that's what we get stuck in. I like adventure. I like spontaneity. That's what drives me. That's what helps me grow because it helps me. I have to find my way through all that with my guides and God. And, you know, I'm moving through that and they're helping me and they're guiding me. And they're showing me all about how you manifest miracles. Because manifesting miracles means stepping out of your comfort zone and just going for it. It's jumping from that one rock in that little river to the next that you can't see, and it's showing up when your foot lands. I can't tell you how many times I've taken a leap, and I do it all the time, and I say, God, I am jumping. You are my net. And he catches me every time. And sometimes it's the next lesson for growth. I welcome those. Doesn't mean a, a lesson coming for growth has to be bad or negative. But I always reach my next le lesson for growth. 
if you have um if you haven't listened to my podcast, I have a podcast on iTunes. It's on um, Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And it's an older one from last year. It's You Can Never Outdream God. If you haven't listened to that, hop on over and take a listen to that as you get ready for this new year. All right? I also have a video on YouTube. It's called Tapping Away the Armor. Because so many of us have armor up because we've either been hurt, things didn't turn out how we thought, or we have hurt others, or felt like we made bad decisions, whatever. Tapping away the armor, we have to tap away that armor that is keeping love out. So there's a couple of things that might help you as you move forward. All right, so um, as you move into 2018, I am shifting myself. I am shifting so many things. I am. I have created so many new offerings for some of you that might be called to them. I have a monthly membership, the BLC, the Badass Lightworkers Club. It is super cheap, and I only did that because I wanted anyone to be able to have access to me. You know, I can't see everyone one-on-one and some people either don't need that or, you know, believe that they can't afford it. And so the BLC is one way we can connect. There's many different meditations, lessons, exercises. um, And there's a happy hour that we will meet live for as a group. And there's a coffee hour that we will meet live for. And so we can still connect even though it's a group, we can still connect energetically. I would encourage you to check it out because um, it is amazing. It's fun. It's an amazing family to be a part of, a soul family. 2018, I am shifting my coaching packages. I have only now six month and t- and 12 month. That's what I'm offering. Check them out on my website, juliatreat.com. If they resonate with you or something you want to discuss with me, then um, reach out. Email me. Call me. You can find all that on my website. We'll hop on a free call so that we can see how I may uh, support you and help you into your, not even your next level. We're, we're talking like we're, we're growing leaps and bounds here. Okay. There's no, it is time. It's time to go big, whatever it is. If you don't even know what your purpose is, then let's at least get on a reading. Like, get a reading with me so you can get some clarity. People are blown away by my readings. They can't believe how either spot on they are for their current life, but just the guidance I get for what their future is and what they're supposed to be focusing on or moving towards Whenever I tell people when it comes through, they are just blown away because they know and they say, oh, my God, I know that's my calling, but I have just pushed it down so deep. You can book those on my website as well. I also do past life regression. I do believe that's one of the most healing things you can ever do. It was the most healing for me, one of the most healing. I have healing sessions. Tandem readings if you want to get a reading, two of you together. And if you ever want a group reading and you're near my home in Northeast Pennsylvania, I'd be happy to come see your family as a group. Or um, I do actually travel. I will travel to do a group reading for you wherever you are, and we can work out the um, logistics of that. So I am available for you in any way, and we will figure out a way to get together. 
I love you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to me each week. If you ever find a moment, I would truly appreciate it if you hopped on iTunes and gave me a, you know, if you rated and reviewed my podcast, it would mean a lot to me and it would help others who are skimming podcasts to see why they might want to listen to mine. So if you would do that, I would be grateful. Please share my podcast with others. And again, I thank you for listening. I love you so much. Make this next year the best year of your life. The time is now, and I'm here if you need me. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping into the Light. Be sure to visit juliatreat.com to connect with Julia on a more personal level. She offers a variety of programs to help you continue on your spiritual journey. Julia is a master at helping her clients move into their own spiritual gifts with grace and ease, and her one-on-one coaching programs are consistently selling out due to her students' overwhelming success. Visit juliatreat.com to check out all of the juicy details.